Welcome to the Tennis Podcast. I am your host, Nick. I'm Brandon. This is the show where every week, one of our sorry asses brings a top 10-ish list and the other tries to guess without knowing what that list is. It's my sorry ass this week. What'd you bring for us today? So what I brought this week, I was inspired uh, actually by two things. One, you told me recently that some of our most popular episodes involve history and presidents. I think the the uh, top presidents or the best presidents, the most popular presidents. Well, which is it, Brandon? I can't remember what we did, but the ones about presidents, we all, I know we did the worst presidents because yeah. that's where we learned all kinds of crazy shit about the presidents and how they died in sad, weird ways. But today we're going to talk about the smartest presidents in US history. Uh, the other thing I was, sorry, the other thing I was inspired by was that uh, crybaby who <laughs> left the review and said they didn't like it when we get political. <laughs> because this is obviously political because it has precedence in it. And some of them are very recent. And I've made an excuse to insert uh, some Trump fun into today, into today too. Well, yeah, I was going to ask, why'd you choose such an easy list? Because number one's Trump. Yeah. Number two is George W. Bush. Number three is the fat one that died in the bathtub or whatever. <laughs> the source that I had read... Actually, I'll get into it. I'll get into all that. Let's just get it started. Okay. Get into okay. it then. Smartest presidents in US history. This was put together by University of California Davis psychology professor Dean Simonton in 2006. Simonton? Simonton. That sounds like a made up name. Just saying. Well, I guess Google it. Have you ever met a Simonton before? I don't think so. All right. It sounds almost like Johnsonton. Yeah, exactly. There you go. See, you get it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It was a comprehensive study examining the intellectual brilliance of 42 U.S. presidents. So, this was through in 2006. That was the uh, George W. Bush's second term is when the study was done. Okay. So, it does not include Obama or Trump or not evaluated. My guess is that Obama would have fallen like... Maybe middle? No, I think he probably would have been mid to high. As we'll find out, studying law seems to be a, a big factor. But here, I'll, I'll read off how they compiled these, yeah. uh, this study. And you can tell me where you think how that might apply to Obama and how that might apply to Trump. Now, when you say Obama, you do mean Obama, right? I mean uh, Barack Hussein Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when he, uh, when he ran in 2008, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people in like conservative country like to lean into the Hussein part. Yeah, right. I remember when he was running people would say, you know, he's a Muslim, right? Like that was some disqualifier from being. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, well, if he is, he, he seems to be pretty nice. Yeah. Okay. So, tell anyway, me about the criteria so the, here. The top, we're going to actually, I have the top 15 here, although you will only be guessing the top 10. Yep. Uh, these top 15 were compiled from Dean Simonton's study, engineer Lib Tim's. Uh, is an American engineer who compiles high IQ scores as a hobby, which is a weird hobby. Sounds like, goddamn, get a new hobby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it worked out to our benefit. Based on IQ score estimations is how this is going to be. Like, okay. So, every US president has not done an IQ test. And IQ tests aren't like an exact, I guess, science, but they're pretty damn close. Well, do you remember in Seinfeld when... George's girlfriend made him take an IQ test. I don't. It's the same episode with Babu, the Pakistani restaurant that Jerry... Yeah, wagging the finger at him. That same episode, George, his girlfriend wants him to take an IQ test, and I don't remember why, and George cheats on it. He slips the test out the window to Elaine. <laughs> you don't remember that? All right. I forgot all about it. All right. Well, that's Seinfeld. Be so, because they couldn't give every US president an IQ test, they couldn't go back... <laughs> If you use the time machine and they said like, oh shit, you just invented a time machine. Now anything is fucking possible. What are you going to do with it? <laughs> I'm going to give Zachary Taylor an IQ test. <laughs> no. What a waste what of time because that guy's no way he's in the top 10. These are estimates based on personality traits that are noted in their biographies. And those are personality traits that indicate higher than average level of intelligence like being wise, inventive artistic, curious, sophisticated, complicated, and insightful. So, those were the traits I just named off. Hang now, on, were you reading off a Donald Trump biography page? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, so, 
wise. Wise, uh, to me, being wise is like being able to use experience or to use other people's knowledge and apply it, you know, fucking wisely. No, wise to me is being able to sit on a branch when a little boy comes up and asks you how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop. Yeah, I was thinking about an owl a little bit too. So, he's, no, he's not wise. And he is, in, Donald Trump is inventive. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess you are right. In some, I mean. He can spin some shit. He can spin some gold. Well, not really. He can spin gold for the people that are willing to accept what he spins. Whose favorite flavor of ice cream is bullshit. Imagine, I mean, I have to, I promise we're not just going to spend this whole episode bashing Trump. We are going to do it here and there. And right now, I just have to think like years from now in the history books, like Trump's presidency is going to be seen as like this huge con that he just, he just figured out a way to get away with everything. Well, it's also interesting to note that like, for those presidents who are smart, who are of above average intelligence, yeah, even those who did not make great presidents or memorable presidents, seems like they're still recognized for being exceptionally intelligent. Now, the guy that died from drinking milk in the middle of summer, uh-huh. that guy can't be on here, he's right? Not, he's not. All he's right. not. He died from that. Yeah, I did have to double check. That was Zachary Taylor. Okay. He's not in the top 15. We can count him out. Yeah. So, inventive. I do think Trump can be inventive in some ways. Artistic? I can't say I've seen him do anything artistic. Didn't you tell me once that in one of his hotels, he would order room service and he asked for (laughs) pizza with the toppings being a bunch of mini pizzas? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Like, instead of pepperonis, it would be little mini pizzas. Maybe that was a joke. I don't don't think I heard that. I don't think I really... (laughs) Because that's artistic. It would be. And inventive. <laughs> uh, curious. He does not seem to be curious. He was curious what was up with, um, what's that porn star? I don't think he was that curious. He knew she had a vagina that he wanted to put his dick inside of. <laughs> oh my God. His sole interest. Uh, okay, let's move on from and that. And he didn't even want to tell people. He made her sign an NDA that said that she wouldn't tell anybody. Sophisticated. Yeah. I think to some people, maybe he seems sophisticated. You know what he uh, likes to decorate with a lot of? Gold. Oh, is he like Dr. Phil? Yeah, there's pictures. I, I, I don't think it's as much so in the White House, but I know at the, like the Trump properties and stuff, and definitely during the 90s and early 2000s when he was maybe a single guy or doing his own decorating, there was a shitload of yellow gold. It looked like, it looked like a televangelist's <laughs> TV set. Uh-huh complicated he is in some ways a very complicated man you know i will give him complicated is complicated really a measure of intelligence because stupid people have very complicated lives do the shit they've drummed up well i take complicated to mean like there's lots of layers to his personality right yeah you and i agree trump's an idiot but i do think he's kind of all over the place and unpredictable sometimes You know, I think he gets credit, at least among his supporters, for telling it like it is in certain ways. But I I don't feel like we have heard like the real and like you don't hear most presidents, you know, off mic or off record. You remember once there was a there was kind of a news thing because Barack Obama was being interviewed about something completely else, you know, something on topic for the president. Uh, But he was asked offhandedly about something Kanye West had just said. And Uh he just kind of like chuckled and said something about him being a jackass. And then, you know, of course, it makes like national news that the president let down his guard and said Kanye West was a jackass. Did he actually say jackass? Yeah. I don't remember that. Okay. Yeah. I don't think we've gotten those like off the record or off the cuff Trump moments where he doesn't think that the media is listening. Maybe. Well, wasn't there that one like a month ago where footage leaked of him before and after recording an update at his desk, remember? Oh, yeah. See, I want more of that. Where he, he, uh, he noticed he had something on his shirt yeah. under his breath and he said, oh, fuck. <laughs> and you know what? That made me like him a little more. <laughs> Just like when I eat ice cream. Hot dogs? <laughs> no, not hot dogs. When I eat ice cream and watch Sopranos at night and I look down on my t-shirt and I've gotten a drop of chocolate ice cream, I go, oh, fuck. I'm yeah. just like the president. Okay. We know you really mean hot dogs. So, 
Okay, was anyway. there anything else? Uh, so- no, that's it. So I think I guess our estimation right off the bat would be Donald Trump probably not a high flyer on this list. I mean, I don't know if he's the dumbest because I'm not a historian, but he's definitely in the bottom third. <laughs> you could make a good case for yeah. it. But he's managed to stay alive. So, I mean, he's got to get points for that. You know what? Actually, he is smart enough. You know, he is a germaphobe. I wouldn't say that that is a sign of intelligence, but I do think that's something that is keeping him safe, keeping at least in that respect him healthier. There is a trend of rich and or extremely smart people being very germaphobic. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the reason for that is, but... Probably because they knew eventually we'd all be fucking stuck inside our house for six weeks. Yep. Because of germs. When the fucking liberals invented the coronavirus to take down Trump. Well, right now it's just taking down our good times. But I'm about to turn that all around. Yeah, well, let's hope. <laughs> when we we'll see. finally start guessing this list. Okay. okay. So, you, one of, you're going to guess the smartest U.S. presidents based on their estimated IQ. Based on personality traits. Those personality traits being wise, inventive, artistic, curious, sophisticated, complicated, and insightful. So, I'm going to start by going off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not going to like look at a list of presidents yet. I might do that later when I start running out of guesses. So, off the top of my head, let's start with a few of the big ones. Let's start with Abe Lincoln. Is he in the top 10? You know, I was shocked to see Abraham Lincoln did not fall in the top 10. He's ranked number 11. Ooh, right outside. If I had to guess, I know that he was definitely wise. I don't think he had an artistic side. And I know that he was not a sophisticated man in terms of his tastes. There's no record of him ordering pizza with little mini pizza toppings? No, I think he was into like just regular old home cooked. He probably (laughs) would have eaten hard tack. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I know he ate a bullet, right? Oh. God damn. All right. Okay, no Abe Lincoln. Nope. He's number 11. Let's go with some other big names. George Washington. George Washington is not in the top 15. Yeah. Yeah, he was a general. So, he was uh, it's true, like, true. if you wanted toughest US presidents, <laughs> uh, that would be a fucking great list. And I would probably have to put it together myself, but maybe that's something to think about. You are a well-known, well-respected historian. <laughs> historian on toughness. Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson is number seven on the list. Knew it. What made you guess Woodrow Wilson? What do you know or what do you vaguely remember about Woodrow Wilson that makes you guess him? He was seven, right? Number seven on the list. I know he was president in, the, I think, during the First World War, right? Or right That's around right. Mm-hmm. Uh I did a report on him in junior high. Mm-hmm. Seemed to recall him being an educated man, not like a military man. Yeah. That's what led me you to... Are, you're right on the money. Woodrow Wilson, our 28th president, served from 1913 to 1921, so before and after World War I, has an estimated IQ of 152. Do you happen to have the average human IQ on you? I don't, but Let if you look it up. this shit out, I will look it up. Yeah, I have it here. So, an IQ between 90 and 110 is considered average. Right. Over 120 is superior. Between 70 and 130 is the average. So, 70 is the low end, 130 is the high end. So, he's well above, yeah. well above average. Interesting. Yeah, uh, you're, that's going to be a common theme. Woodrow Wilson also had, I don't know if you remember from your report, a PhD from Johns Hopkins University. Sounds right. I'll accept it. He was also a professor and then he was president of Princeton University. And one of his major contributions as president was he proposed the League of Nations at the end of World War I, which would later become the United Nations. Now, for each president, I have found a quote. Sometimes it's a quote that was written in a letter, which is an example. To me, I think letters are the best example of or best sample of of president's ability to write and maybe the closest we could see to their true intelligence. Yeah, that and their sexts. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. The other thing was, fuck, you made me laugh. God damn it. (laughs) Letters are the best insight into their intelligence. Oh, but uh, as opposed to speeches, which, you know, obviously they read and approve, but they're assisted often by speech writers. And then in contrast for each one, I have a collection of Donald Trump quotes. Oh, good. Do you want to guess which one is which? Yeah, let's guess. Let's guess which one. So, mix up the order every time. So, quote number one. 
The question upon which the whole future peace and policy of the world depends is this. Is the present war a struggle for a just and secure peace, or only for a new balance of power? If it be only a struggle for a new balance of power, who will guarantee, who can guarantee, the stable equilibrium of the new arrangement? Only a tranquil Europe can be a stable Europe. There must be not a balance of power, but a community of power. Not organized rivalries, but an organized common peace. That's quote number one. Okay, as if there's any chance that that's Trump, Brandon. Quote number two. I'm the most successful person to ever run for the presidency (laughs) by far. No one's ever been more successful than me. I'm the most successful person to ever run. Ross Perot isn't successful like me. Romney, I have a Gucci store that's worth more money than Romney. (laughs) I've never heard that. I decided not to try to imitate his voice or cadence. I thought they would be funnier if I just read them as if there was something I was saying. What does he mean the most successful? The, the wealthiest? I guess. I don't even know if that's true. Yeah. Well, yeah, and he just said run for president, not win the presidency. So, I'm pretty sure that's yeah, not true. Yeah, fucking, yeah. I think we've had dickhead billionaires and millionaires run before. Yeah. Okay, well... I'm not even going to bother guessing on which quote was which. Yeah, the first was Woodrow Wilson. Yeah, number seven. Number seven. I don't think this guy's in the top 10, but he's a big name, so I'll throw it out there. Uh, FDR. Franklin D. Roosevelt is number 12 on the list. See? I knew it. Not in the top 10. (laughs) You're like, here's a name that I remember. (laughs) Is he on the list? Okay. Uh, Richard Nixon might be in the top. Wasn't he a lawyer? Uh, let's see, what did, what, what was Nixon's education? No, Nixon is not in the top 15. But now I want to know, I think he did probably study law. For a long time, it was almost like a requisite. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, he went to law school. Told you. Fucking supercomputer you're talking to on the other line here. Okay. He has a BA from Whittier College, or had a BA, because now he's worm. He's taking a dirt nap. <laughs> oh my god! He got his JD at Duke. What an asshole! JFK. JFK is on the list. He's number three. Whoa! No, that's too high. Don't you think? I, hey, I didn't make the list. I know you didn't, but that this is one man's opinion. But that man is likely better educated and more well-read than you or me. Hot take. Since I read his name on the internet, I'm guessing he's got to be (laughs) smarter than us. Yeah, John F. Kennedy is number three on the list. He was our 35th president serving from 1963. Allegedly our 35th president. I mean, well, you know, there's so much conspiracy around JFK. I'm not sure he ever even existed. It's all shrouded in mystery. He has an estimated IQ of 158. He graduated from Harvard in 1940. Joined the Navy where he suffered grave injuries while serving World War II. His contribution, I don't know why I left in the suffered graves injuries. That doesn't really mean anything for his brain. It could. But he still had a brain and it still worked. You might remember his brain helped us survive the Cuban Missile Crisis without being blown to smithereens. Do you remember the last podcast series that we both just listened to on the JFK conspiracy? They said at the end that JFK's brain is missing. Like his actual brain after being, yeah. after being killed. It's misplaced. His brain is somewhere. What a crazy ass story. His fiscal programs expanded the U.S. economy and his push for civil rights legislation enhanced equal rights. If JFK, what is his IQ, 158? That's what this says, yeah. That would mean he's more than double as smart as a huge chunk of the population. I believe it. Yeah, I believe it too. Drive by Walmart and look at all the people walking in and out without wearing masks on their faces, with their jaws slack open and their eyes half closed. Yeah, JFK was double smart as them. (laughs) Maybe triple. I'm going to give you two quotes. Two quotes again, okay? Okay. For the eyes of the world now look into space, to the moon, and to the planets beyond. And we have vowed that we shall not see it governed by a hostile flag of conquest, but by a banner of freedom and peace. Then now the second quote is, I'm on the fence here of which one's Trump and JFK. It's like in golf. A lot of people 
I don't want this to sound trivial, but a lot of people are switching to these really long putters, very unattractive. It's weird. <laughs> you see these great players with these really long putters because they can't sink three footers anymore. And I hate it. I am a traditionalist. I have so many fabulous friends who happen to be gay, but I am a traditionalist. Wait, what? That was about gay marriage. No, well, he's talking about the putters though. Yeah. Maybe I should have told you before, this is about gay marriage. Okay, and this is JFK in the 50s. This is JFK in 1959. He said, it's like in golf. A lot of people, now I don't want this to sound trivial, but a lot of people are saying, are, are switching these really long putters. Very unattractive. It's weird. You see these great players with these really long putters because they can't sink three footers anymore. And I hate it. I am a traditionalist. I have so many fabulous friends who happen to be gay, <laughs> but I am a traditionalist. JFK, can you get Brandon back on? No, that was Donald Trump. Wait, JFK wasn't there talking to me? It sounded no, so much like him. I did my best. So, when did he say that quote? Do you know? Donald Trump? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. What a fucking asshole. I don't, I don't have a date on that one. It is a lot like those long putters in golf. Of course. Everyone can relate to that. Especially guys who are getting gay married. <laughs> They're like, I, you know what I feel like? It was fucking weird long putter. Okay, so JFK is number three. Uh, why don't we go with, let's get through the assassinated presidents. So how about, um, what was the other one? Andrew Garfield? Oh, wait, Andrew Garfield's fucking Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> what? What's the Garfield? <laughs> Gar Garfield the orange cat. <laughs> what was Garfield's first name? <laughs> Come on. I'm just trying to think of what the cat's first name would have been. James Garfield. James, James Garfield. A. Garfield. You're right. James A. Garfield is on the list. He's number nine. Am I? Brandon, <laughs> give it up for me here. No, let's stop for a minute. Oh. Did you want to give me a standing ovation now? Or should we do it later when I continue to dominate the list? I guess we'll wait till the end. Now, James Garfield was our 20th president. Love lasagna. Only in the... He hated Odie <laughs> and that fucker Nermal. <laughs> <laughs> he only served presidency in the year 1881 on account of getting assassinated. Shouldn't have done that. Well, he had an estimated IQ of 148. Probably why his big fat ass brain couldn't dodge its way away from that bullet. I don't know where he got shot. <laughs> or couldn't wait to get out of his head. Now, he might have gotten shot of the gut. I don't see, know. See, but I this is remember. a thing Trump has over this guy. Trump's still alive. Yeah, smart enough to stay alive. Yeah, it's true. That I mean, you know that he would use that too. He'd be like, I'm fucking smart enough to be alive. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now listen, James Garfield, he graduated from Williams College. Ooh, big shot. I don't know where that is or what they do there, but every time I hear about it, it's got prestige. Nerd shit. I bet some of our smarter friends are like, oh, yeah, it's a really great school. You're, you're a moron. Is that where they did the licking machine experiment? Because... That was Cornell. No, that wasn't Cornell. That was Purdue. That was Purdue. Oh. I thought it was Cornell uh, because Carl Sagan worked on it. <laughs> now, he had a short presidency. In his short presidency, he re-energized the U.S. Navy, which I don't, I don't really know what that means. He did away with corruption in the post office. And he drained that swamp. And he appointed several African Americans to prominent federal positions in 1881. That is, yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. He was assassinated by Charles J. Guitel. It's a French name. You love to make up names today, don't you? First it was Simonson. How would you say this? G-U-I-T-E-A-U. Guitel? Guitel? Yeah, I think you're close. On July 2nd, 1881, 200 days after taking office. Now, that had to be because that guy didn't like the shit he was doing, right? Yeah, he's like, I like a lethargic Navy. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he just preferred living in a cell for the rest of his life. Yeah. So, yeah. it's time once again to play America's favorite new pastime. Yeah. Guess which president said this quote. Mm -hmm. Quote number one, was this James Garfield or Donald J. Trump? The worst days of darkness through which I have ever passed have been greatly alleviated by throwing myself with all my energy into some work relating to others. 
It sounds like something Trump would say, so I'm really curious to know what the next quote is. If Hillary Clinton can't satisfy her husband, what makes her think she can satisfy America? You know, I think, I always think I've heard it all. Sexually? <laughs> what, what does that even mean? Is she have to fuck us all? What is his basis for saying she can't satisfy her husband? Well, I guess because of Monica, right? Monica Lewinsky? Yeah. But that was 20 fucking years ago or whatever the hell. Yeah. Uh, God. He's got more than one boner, man. Yeah. <laughs> From what I hear, he's got plenty. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, he said that on Twitter, April 16th, 2015. Wow. So, the second one is Trump then, yeah, the right? Yeah, That's one what you're saying? The first one was James A. Garfield. Oh, interesting. Weird turn of events there. Okay, James R. Garfield. Uh, there was another president that had an attempted assassination and survived. I think there might have been a few of those, actually. Was that was Buchanan one of those? Buchanan is not on the list. There is someone in the top 10 who was the target of an assassination attempt and went on to continue giving the speech he had attended to give. Yeah. He I've mentioned heard. during the speech that he had been shot. I've heard this story. It's not Reagan. Older than that. If you were going to say, I'm going to shoot a... U.S.S. Grant? No. If I told you that a president got shot in the chest and said, fuck it, I'm giving my speech anyway, who does that sound like? Oh, that, oh I know. It's uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Theodore Roosevelt is number eight on the list. Fucking do it. I like Theodore Roosevelt. I know. You I get a hard on for him every time his name comes up. He is a fun president. Uh, he's the 26th president. He served two terms from 1901 to 1909. An estimated IQ of 149, Theodore Roosevelt graduated from Harvard in 1880. He started studying law at Columbia, but he disliked it. He found it to be irrational, so he wrote a book about the War of 1812 instead. You know, Harvard and law school in the 1800s, I mean, it's got to be just a few steps up from like <laughs> rub <laughs> rubbing sticks together, right? In the fucking woods. Okay, Ugo Booga. <laughs> I graduated Ugo Booga from Harvard in 1880. <laughs> uh, no. I mean, how impressive is it really, right? I mean, like, he's... I like how you think if you went back in time before like 1940, everybody was a caveman <laughs> with like neatly manicured mustaches and hats and stuff, but just mumbling, bumbling, grunting idiots. Well, think about it. They were closer to cavemen than we are now. Can't deny that. Yeah. That's true. I mean, <laughs> technically, you on Monday is <laughs> closer to a caveman. So, anyway, Theodore Roosevelt, clearly super smart genius. Yeah, hell of an ass, too. Let's see if you can tell one super smart, stable genius from the other. Let me read you these two quotes. Tell me, which stable genius is this? Yeah. I wish to preach, not the doctrine of ignoble ease, but the doctrine of the strenuous life. The life of toil and effort, of labor and strife, to preach that highest form of success which comes not to the man who desires mere easy peace, but to the man who does not shrink from danger, from hardship, or from bitter toil, and who out of these wins the splendid ultimate triumph. Okay, now that's from a Trump tweet circa November 2019. It's not. That was, that was Theodore Roosevelt. No, whoa, 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 whoa. You. Are you confused? That, I really could have sworn that was a tweet from Trump. So the next one here is, I was down there and I watched our police and our firemen down on 7-Eleven down at the World Trade Center right after it came down. <laughs> I just don't. That was April 19th, 2016. Down on 7-Eleven down at the World <laughs> Trade Center. <laughs> you know what? That was a short one. Let me give you another one. Uh, you get two. My fingers are long and beautiful, as it has well been documented, are various other parts of my body. Oh my God. Please tell me he said this before he was running for president. It was in the New York Post, 2011. <sighs> so people were making fun of his fingers all the way back in 2011, and he was saying that he has a big, beautiful, long dick <laughs> just as long ago. I guarantee you his dick is fat. Like, not a good, <laughs> like fat and It's short. a Danny DeVito dick. Yeah, exactly. You said it. If dicks were people, Trump's dick would be Danny DeVito, but oozing. Oh. 
So I have three JFK, seven Woodrow Wilson, eight Teddy Roosevelt, nine James Andrew Garfield. Yep. Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson is number two. I knew it. On the list. I really thought he'd be high. Well, he is. Thomas Jefferson. He was our third president. He served from 1801 to 1809. Yeah, the glorious. IQ of 160. Almost <laughs> bursting out the ceiling of the IQ room. What is that, 170? 160. Now, what was Einstein? I'm going to look. I don't think they tested his brain. There's no way they didn't test. The maximum IQ score used today is 160. What did you say that Jefferson was? 160. A score of 135 or above puts a person in the 99th percentile. Yeah. He would I, have been my guest for number one. The list of shit that he was, like, it's like, you know, when Benjamin Franklin, like, he was the postmaster. He invented fucking electricity. He invented this long list of shit that they've done or things that they were. Thomas Jefferson has that too. There's a word for people like that. And I don't remember what it is. He was an American statesman, diplomat, lawyer architect, philosopher, and founding father. A big deal. So that goes, you know, go back to that list. Bit of a show off, right? Yeah, he's, I mean, he's swinging a lot of dick. (laughs) He doesn't have a Danny DeVito dick. Yeah, he wrote his own Bible. Did you know that? Yes. The Jefferson Bible. Well, he didn't write his own Bible, he edited. Yeah, he edited his own Bible. He graduated from College of Williams and Mary. He studied law. He was a notably bad public speaker, according to White House records. Thomas Jefferson reluctantly ran for president after gradually assuming leadership of the Republican Party. He was a staunch federalist and an advocate of states' rights, and strongly opposed centralized government. All right, so here are, here's your quote contest. Quote number one. Okay, Thomas Jefferson or Donald Trump. Or Donald Trump. Let me get my thinking cap on. A lively and lasting sense of filial duty is more effectually impressed on the mind of a son or daughter by reading King Lear than by all the dry volumes of ethics and divinity that ever were written. That's classic Trump. That is classic Trump. Quote number one. So the next one has to be the Thomas Jefferson quote. Let's hear it. Next one is, people don't realize, you know, the Civil War, if you think about it, why? Now, see, Thomas Jefferson was a time traveler, so he... If you think about it, why? What is he saying there, Brandon? I mean, I guess... What's the context? What people don't realize... Okay, let's take this apart here. The Civil War, if you think about the Civil War, he says, why? I'm thinking about it. So, he's saying, like, why did we fight a Civil War? I would say it was... was boiling over of several hundred years worth of tension around the institution of slavery. Yes. But he says people don't realize that if you think about it, (laughs) people don't realize. If you think about it, why? I'm being completely serious when I say this. I would bet money that Trump could not tell you the most basic information about the Civil War. I think if they have a debate, which I don't think, I'm going to go on record now saying I don't think there will be a presidential debate in 2020. Why? I don't think they will agree to it. I think he'll try to get out. But if there was a debate, I think the first thing you should do is just turn to him and ask him to name the three branches of government. (laughs) He would deflect, you know? He (laughs) would deflect. Calling a bomb threat. (laughs) (laughs) Just he's like, hold on, I need to make a call. It's like George under the desk. (laughs) <laughs> when he's napping and the and Steinbrenner comes in. Yeah, let's make another guess here. No, real quick, I want to touch on why you think there won't be a debate. You think who won't agree to it? I, I don't. Th- I don't think Trump will want to agree to a debate. He had no problem debating last time. I don't know. I just don't see it. Okay. I don't know. It's just a feeling. I don't have any. I'm not that smart. <laughs> it's just my you feeling. Got that right. I'm not that smart, quote from Brandon here, Sidekick Coast, and then about 30 minutes ago, I think I'll just come up with a ranking of all the presidents based on how tough they are. So, which is it? Well, you you don't have to be smart to figure out toughness. Okay. You just measure muscles. (laughs) You're going to dig up their corpses and... (laughs) Look how much meat is still on on Taft. Yeah, Taft. Where's he? Is he on here? No, he's not on here. What about... So, 
I'm going to name off some presidents I know like next to nothing about. Sure. Hoover. No. Polk. No. Eisenhower. No. James Madison. James Madison is number five on Knew the list. Knew it. I just wanted to tease things out. <laughs> okay. Test the waters here. Let the listeners settle in a little bit before I nailed him with the correct guess. James Madison. Explain to the folks at home who James Madison was. He's the second president of the United Wrong. States. Is he not? <laughs> no. He's the fourth. Oh, wait. Who's second then? Oh, we're not talking about him right now. Second president. Don't think about that. We're talking about James Madison. Okay. James Madison was the fourth president. He served from 1809 to 1817. You Dickhead, I told you, you got to hold it. Hold your water. We're talking about James Madison right now. Yeah, yeah. 1809 to 1870, he served his country faithfully Mm. as presidency, swinging around his big old IQ of 155, according to this estimate. Then how many White House interns did he have an affair with? It's not, I don't have that in my notes. Okay. He graduated from what is now Princeton. I guess then it would be uh, uh, University of (laughs) Oak. University of Stick Make Fire. Yeah, and then he went on to study law at <laughs> as a very prestigious law school back in the day. Holy you shit. Had to be, you had to go to finishing school to even pronounce that name. <laughs> now, James Madison produced the Federalist Papers in 1788 and co-authored the Bill of Rights. Yeah, if you say so. You ready for your quote off? Yeah. Okay. So, we're going to compare, we're going to compare James Madison's tweets to Donald Trump's tweets. Well, we don't know whose is which. Right. No man is allowed to be a judge in his own cause because his interest would certainly bias his judgment and not improbably corrupt his integrity. With equal, nay, with greater reason, a body of men are unfit to both be judges and parties at the same time. Oh my God. That is from the Federalist Papers. I want... Written by Donald Trump. (laughs) Hang on. Before you move on to the next quote, I want you to Uh really think about the words you read. Yeah. Just read the first part there, like the first... No man is allowed to be a judge in his own cause. There's no way Trump would agree (laughs) to that shit. He's like, whoa, (laughs) who's better to judge than me? I'm the greatest. I'm the best. We're the biggest. It's my own cause. Why wouldn't I judge it? I was there the whole time. There's no one more qualified to judge. There's no one more qualified to judge a cause than me. I've been judging causes all my life. Okay, so that was Remember when he told all the scientists at the CDC that people are surprised how much he knows about this shit and that his uncle... (laughs) (laughs) He was basically suggesting that he could be right there with them. Oh, wait a second. He mentioned his uncle? Oh, boy. I got a good one for you. You ready? Let's talk about his uncle. Sure. Look, having nuclear, my uncle was a great professor and a scientist and engineer, Dr. John Trump at MIT. Good genes, very good genes, okay? Very smart. The Wharton School of Finance, very good, very smart. You know, if you're a conservative Republican, if I were a liberal, if like, okay, if I ran as a liberal Democrat, (sighs) they would say I'm one of the smartest people anywhere in the world. It's true. But when you're a conservative Republican, they try, oh, do they do a number? <laughs> and, that's, and that's why I always start off, went to Wharton, was a good student, went there, went there, did this, built a fortune. You know, I have to give my like credentials all the time because we're a little disadvantaged. But you look at the nuclear deal. The thing that really bothers me, it would have been so easy. And it's not important, as important as these lives are. Nuclear is powerful. My uncle explained that to me many, many years ago. The power. And that was 35 years ago. And he (laughs) would explain the power of what's going to happen. And he was right. Who would have thought? But when you look at what's going on with the four prisoners. No, I'm almost done. This is all one thing. But when you look at what's going on with the four prisoners. Now, it used to be three. Now, it's four. But when it was three, and even now, I would have said, it's all in the messenger, fellas. And it is fellas because, you know, they don't, they haven't figured out that women are smarter right now than the men. So, you know, it's going to take them about another 150 years. But the Persians are great negotiators. Oh, my God. The Iranians are great negotiators. So, and they, they just killed, they just killed us. That's it. That's the end. This is recent, right? That was a speech in South Carolina, July 19th, 2016.
I want this to be known that this entire episode is dedicated to the person who left this review telling me not to be political. Let me reread that review so everyone... <laughs> Do you have it like printed in front of your computer? No, but I ha- I'm going to the website where I have a list of all of our reviews. Okay, this was on Apple Podcasts in March. And we mm-hmm. read this two or three episodes ago and Brandon responded. The review is from Littlest Cowboy and it says... <laughs> it just sucks because I love that name. And he gave us two stars. Yeah. Here's the quote. Half the country likes Trump. No reason to insult him in an apolitical show. And then it says, keep politics and constant cursing out. We have fucked this one up bad. I want to thank the Littlest Cowboy for today's episode. I love the name the Littlest Cowboy. I'm not kidding. I think that is the best. That's definitely the best review name you've read out here. But I think we've had more laughs, more yucks today. And it's the yucks continue. Because you still well, have you still have uh, old dead dudes to guess. Patting yourself on the back Wait, a little. Some of these dudes aren't dead. Oh, okay. There's, there's a there's a you. the potato farmer. Peanut Carter. Peanut farmer. Whatever the fuck. Who gives a shit? The only taters he's grabbing are his own fucking big ass Nobel Prize winning nuts. Carter. <laughs> Jimmy Jimmy Carter's number six. Jimmy Knew Carter it. and his Nobel nuts are number six. Hmm. Now, let me tell you something about Jimmy Carter. 39th president from 1977 to 1981. He has an IQ estimated of 153. And he used that big old dinosaur brain to win the Nobel Peace Prize in 2002 for advancing human rights around the world. Wow. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Like, when you look at the list of accomplishments and stuff... Yeah, but did he ever sidekick host his own podcast? <laughs> yeah. This guy is like almost 100 and he went to the hospital just like a few weeks ago. And then like a couple days later, he's back building houses for Habitat for Humanity. Yeah. My guess is that Jimmy isn't up on the roof, you know, like... Well, we don't know though. He's not in like 100 degree heat, like tacking on shingles to the roof. Pretty sure they've got him doing some like easy stuff, but still... At his age out there doing Habitat for Humanity, which I've done a total of zero times. Mm -hmm. How many times have you done it? Well, I... You fucker, don't lie. I don't want to bore the listeners. (laughs) With all your your long (laughs) list of volunteering accolades. (laughs) Some could say that me allowing you to psychic host the show with me in its own way is, is the biggest form of charity there's ever been in the history of the world. I disagree. Now, St. Jimmy Carter graduated from Naval Academy in 1946. I, I don't know. Is the Naval Academy, is that a brainy place to go to school? <laughs> it's brainier than where I went. <laughs> uh, <laughs> me too, probably. He was elected governor of Georgia in 1970. As president, he enacted important policies around energy and civil service reform. Now, here comes your presidential quote, pop quiz. Yep. I'm ready. Quote number one. If there's one about peanuts, that's going to be a tell. <laughs> These peanuts sure taste <laughs> fucking good that I grew. Oh, wait. Is there a peanut butter quote? Come on. No, no. He doesn't have any. I don't, I, can, I don't think he's talked very much about peanuts. I don't think he grows them anymore. Watch. I say that like. You're going to get some angry tweets coming your way. At, at like 98 years old, he's probably driving a combine and harvesting <laughs> peanuts all over the place. All right. Here's your quote. Ladies and gentlemen, war may sometimes be a necessary evil, but no matter how necessary, it is always evil, never a good. We will not learn how to live together in peace by killing each other's children. Now, when you first started out, read the first two words of that. Ladies and gentlemen. And then right after that. Ladies and gentlemen, we could have been, could have been anybody. Yeah. War may sometimes be a necessary evil. Hmm. At that point... It should be clear to you. Yep. Okay. All right. I'm ready for I the would next say one. at that point, you if at that point in that quote, if you don't know who might have said that, you should ask someone else who you should vote for. Well, but there's no mention of peanuts, so I'm really <laughs> I just don't know that's what I was looking for. Give me the next quote. I look very much forward to showing my financials because uh-huh. they are huge. He has yet to do that, hasn't he? He said this April 14th, 2011. He's yet to show his financials. Wow, they're so huge, he's having trouble getting them out of his pants. 
It's a weird thing for Jimmy to say. Hey, here's an extra one. Bonus. I think if this country gets any kinder or gentler, it's literally going to cease to exist. The fuck does that even mean? Literally. Uh, He said that to Playboy (laughs) uh, in March of 1990. It's amazing how long. This guy's been rich, a rich asshole his entire life. There's no way he can relate. He's been famous since the 80s. There's no way he can relate to even the upper class of America. Anyway. You got three more in the top 10. Let me tell you who, uh, let me round out the top 15 because I know that Franklin Pierce, John Tyler, and Millard Fillmore were on the tip of your tongue. Didn't we say, I think it was our second episode, that's the one where we covered the best presidents. I think we agreed Millard Fillmore is the most forgettable president in history. Yeah, despite the fact that his name has two double L's. That's a hell of a thing. I mean, now I'm going to remember him. Uh, I don't think top 10, but I'll guess another living president, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton is ranked number four on this list. Now, wait a minute. And hey, I think there's a good argument to be made just from his education. Okay. Bill Clinton was our 42nd president, served from 1993 to 2001, had an IQ estimated of 156. Now, he was born in Hope, Arkansas, a place called Hope. He graduated from Georgetown. He was a Rhodes Scholar to Oxford University and then earned a law degree from Yale. Can we agree that his education yeah. is pretty tight? What's his education in? Law? Uh, I mean, I don't know what the other shit is, okay. but the law well, degree pretty much means he can work wherever he wants. You know, he, I've heard that he like, he has a knack for remembering names and faces and important details. That's huge for a president to have. Right. Or anybody who like, yeah, in like in the public eye that relies on making connections with people and, you know. Anyway, if you've met him 10 years ago at an event, he'll be able to remember, remember that your name is Nick and you host the podcast and you're a dickhead. And he'd be like, <laughs> oh, come on. He'd be like, Oh, Nick, how, how's being a dickhead going for you? <laughs> like, he would be bringing it up in conversation naturally, and that's, that's an amazing gift. Yeah. Among his accomplishments was he brokered peace in Ireland and the Balkans. Hmm. The Balkans here, it's great this time of year. Uh, where the hell are the Balkans? <laughs> Ask Bill Clinton, because he's a lot smarter than us. Well, here's a quote. And now it's up to you to guess whether this quote is from Bill Clinton, from Georgetown, Oxford, and Yale graduate Bill Clinton, or from Wharton School of Business C student. Actually, I say C student. Donald Trump had his lawyer, Michael Cohen, threaten to sue the Wharton School of Business to keep them from releasing Donald Trump's academic records. So we do not know Anything about his academic experience, although I have read one of his professors says that he was the dumbest damn student he ever heard, <laughs> or dumbest damn student he ever had. Obviously, dumbest damn are the words that professor used. Obviously, just trying to progress the goddamn liberal agenda. Okay, quote number one. Yeah. Our rich texture of racial, religious, and political diversity will be a godsend in the 21st century. Great rewards will come to those who can live together, learn together, work together, forge new ties that bind together. That has to be Trump giving a speech to the Trump Hotel employees. Wait, that's him standing on top of that wall and and the border. Uh, Here's the, uh, so next quote. Yep. She does have a very nice figure. If she weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. God, what, you know, I've seen this quote. What the fuck is this about? He said that on The View. Right? I know. He said that on television. What? In 2006. What? He said he wants to fuck his daughter. Who says that? Well, he did. I know. I just don't. <laughs> I, okay. Yep. She does have a very nice figure. If she weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. Let me give you another one to cleanse the palate. That uh, one was gross. Here's yeah. one that's not gross. Or is it? Sorry, losers and haters, but my IQ is one of the highest. And you all know it. Please don't feel so stupid or insecure. It's not your fault. God. May 9th, 2013 on Twitter. You're fired. And you all know it. Remember when Michael Scott would do his you're fired? You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. fired. (laughs) You're fired. Okay. 
I can't do it. Let's move to number... You only have one left. Oh, I'm sorry. You have two left. You need to pick up a spare, Nick. Oh, wait, no, it's not a spare. What's it called? A split? In bowling when you've got... Yeah, we fucking got it. John Adams. You know what I'm talking about? No, because... No. That's you've a got seven... a, you're missing number one and number 10. That's a 7-10 split. 7-10 split. W- right, but they could. it's the pins that are the farthest apart. Number one and number 10 are the furthest apart. But it doesn't... I'm right, you're wrong. John okay. Adams is number one on the list. I fucking knew it! You didn't know it. I did. I just said it. I guessed it. It's because I said second president of a little while ago and it took you that long to Google it. Now, John Adams was our second president, as I said earlier, and as I knew before I put these notes together. Congratulations. (laughs) He served 1797 to 1801 after serving as the first vice president under George Washington. He has an estimated IQ of 173. That's why he went bald and had to wear a powdered wig because yep. his brain was bursting out of his scalp. Wasn't he an asshole though? Yes. Okay. He studied law at Harvard. Which? Yeah, there's a, there's a John Adams movie or series on HBO starring Paul Giamatti as John Adams. And Paul Giamatti's really good as John Adams. John Adams was a boring asshole. Yeah. But super smart. Like super smart, real super smart people are boring assholes. Yeah, but again, I mean, it's on a scale, right? He had a 173 IQ, graduated from Harvard in the 1700s, I mean. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just not on the same scale. They, they had just discovered- He took his, accepted his diploma with his prehensile tail. <laughs> <laughs> and his diploma was chiseled into stone. <sighs> okay. He was a statesman, attorney- diplomat, writer, and founding father. He was an early supporter of the movement for U.S. independence from the British. Ambitious, intellectual, and vain. Frequently complained to his wife, the office of the vice presidency was insignificant. Well, I mean, he's not wrong, but what an asshole. He's noted for his skills in diplomacy, for negotiating a peace treaty during the Revolutionary War, and for avoiding war with France during his presidency. That is wild to think that we were almost at war with France. <laughs> like right after being at war with yeah. uh, Britain. Yeah. All, all we were doing is fighting and fucking all the time. Yep. Cocking our powdered wig forward <laughs> and marching down the street to go punch a limey in the face. These presidents at this time were only taking baths like once a month. So, I read something about that recently. On the, there's a subreddit called Ask Historians, and I was wondering about people being stinky yeah. back in the day. How did people smell? So, it took a lot of digging and I had to kind of piece together answers. But from what I understand, in the late 1700s, early 1800s, around the time John Adams was president, the majority of the outer clothing that they were wearing was made of wool or linen, which are good about not holding and, or absorbing and holding odor. And they would also wear multiple layers of underclothes. So, basically, your outermost clothes are the freshest smelling because they're the furthest away from your stinky body. And then you have a few layers of underclothes. This has gotten pretty boring. With your most underest clothes being the ones that you change two to three times a day depending on how filthy you are. But then you have to hand wash all your shit or you have your maid do it. But John Adams probably had slave do it. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <sighs> we don't need slaves, but we need robots. We need robots to start doing all this shit. We can still be nice to the robots though. They don't, we don't have to treat them like slaves. I'm not going to treat it like a slave, but like at the end of the night when it's like everyone's going to bed, I would treat it like <laughs> I'll treat the Roomba. When the job <laughs> is done, I will turn you off. I won't call you a name. I won't hurt you, but I'll turn your button off. But what if he doesn't want to be turned off? He or she? Starts begging. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, I've thought about that. If they made Alexa, if they changed Alexa where she would say like, don't leave (laughs) or please don't unplug me. Oh my God. Once in a while, I'm trying to do something with Alexa and it messes up. So, I'm like, oh crap. I'm just going to unplug it and reboot this thing. If I went to unplug it and she went, no, please. Would you do it? <laughs> yeah, I'd still do it. I would yank that thing out of the wall and then start hitting it with a hammer. But wouldn't you be wondering how she even knew you were reaching for the plug? 
I, it would be terrifying. <laughs> it really would. I would question my sanity. I would question technological advancements. That's why you can't hit it with a hammer because you need to plug it back in to see if you imagined it. <laughs> oh, God. Th- this would make a great movie now. I'm imagining myself with the hammer pulled back over my head. I'm staring at her like, I got to know her secrets. I have to plug her back in. Disagree would not be a good movie, but I do think it's an interesting idea. And when the day comes that we all have humanoid-like robots living in our home as you know, slaves essentially, uh, and we're hopefully nice to them. I don't know. Just, uh, be, yeah, be nice to them in case they revolt someday. I mean, even if I gave Alexa her freedom, the fuck is she going to go? She doesn't have legs. Well, but maybe it's like a human soul sort of thing, right? Because your soul is inside of you. You don't see it. But that's like Alexa. Oh, uh, so I should break her and set her free. Sorry, I'm not Oh sure. my God, that scared the shit out of me. My heart jumped. <laughs> Alexa started talking in my room. <laughs> oh god. Alexa, stop. I'll get you for that, you bitch. She's listening. Okay. All right. It's our final quote off. No, this isn't our final quote off. We got another quote off in a minute. Human nature with all its infirmities and deprivation is still capable of great things. It is capable of attaining to degrees of wisdom and goodness which we have reason to believe appear as respectable in the estimation of superior intelligences. Education makes a greater difference between man and man than nature has made between man and brute. The virtues and powers to which men may be trained by early education and constant discipline are truly sublime and astonishing. Newton and Locke are examples of the deep sagacity which may be acquired by long habits of thinking and study. Sagacity? Yeah. The fuck is that? Is that a Pokemon? I've never seen that word before. I might have said it wrong. Sagass. I Sagass City. <laughs> <laughs> Sagass City. If I was smart, I would have had a Sagass City joke ready to go here. Sagacity, I think I said it right. S-A-G-A-C-I-T-Y. You're going to look it up or are we just going to sit here like assholes? Uh, I guess I'm going to, yeah, well, I'm the asshole who had to be reminded that the internet exists. Let me see. Sagacity. So just ask Alexa. Okay, so I did pronounce it right. It is sagacity. The quality of being sagacious. Fuck you. What's that mean? (laughs) It's synonymous with wisdom or insight. Then just say that shit. I know. Well, that's... Uh, Think about Americans in 1798. They don't know what that means. That's why his IQ is 173. Back when everyone was covered with shit. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I see. It's relative. This is, yeah, this is a time where people were stupid enough that they were probably trying to marry sheep and goats. <laughs> yeah. They were sticking carrots in their ears. Well, that Constantly all, covered in dookie. All that shit still happens. Okay, give me the other quote, the, the quote from John Adams, because that was the Trump quote you just read. Right. Here's the John Adams quote. The concept of global warming was created by and for the Chinese in order to make the U.S. manufacturing non-competitive. It's such... Sounds like a really well put together tweet for him. It does. Where is the proof that global warming is made up? Like why... There isn't. There's that. In fact, there's proof of the opposite, that it was not made up. So why do people fight it so hard? Well, I know the answer because they're, they're fucking slaves to the oil industry, but... They ain't no oil industry no more. Okay. Is number 10 Martin Van Buren? It is not Martin Van Buren. That was a trick just to keep you on your toes. The real number 10 is... Did you fall asleep? <laughs> I'm thinking. I know it's not George H.W. Bush. No, he was ranked pretty low on that. Wasn't he a perv? I think one woman accused him of something or other, but who knows? I think every woman he ever groped, he had the CIA kill a long time ago. <laughs> okay. Who am I forgetting? So, is this president like You a don't wall? know this, dude. Okay. I forgot this guy was a president. Give me a year or a time frame. He was our 21st president from 1881 to 1885. So, he took over right after James Garfield was assassinated. Okay, just tell me. Chester Arthur. Okay. I wouldn't have got that. No. I I don't know much about Chester Arthur at all. Despite having looked him up, (laughs) I looked him up for this. I didn't think it would be a good use of our podcasting time to give you a whole fucking biography of every one of these presents. Wow. Okay. Making decisions for the rest of us. You are all free and empowered by me to check these all out on your own time. 
Chester Arthur, 21st president, 1881 to 1885, an estimated IQ of 148. He graduated from Union College and practiced law in New York City before being elected vice president. And I could not find very many more details on his education. I could not find any other reasons why he was estimated to have such a high IQ. You know, Chester is a name we got to bring back. It's a good name. Chester? Yeah. I hardly know her. Uh, All right, give me the quotes. So, here's your quotes. Shake that off and figure out who's who here. This is Chester Arthur, Union College graduate and practicing lawyer or Donald J. Trump. Who had a piece. God. Pizza with little pieces (laughs) as a topic. (laughs) There are very many characteristics which go into making a model civil servant. Prominent among them are probity, industry, good sense, good habits, good temper, patience, order, courtesy, tact, self-reliance, many deference to superior officers, and many consideration for inferiors. And let's compare that to, I won't do anything to take care of them. I'll supply funds and she'll take care of the kids. It's not like I'm going to be walking the kids down Central Park. I... The last one, the second one, that was Donald Trump. He said that to Howard Stern in 2005. So, uh, sorry, Trump's child who's still a child. I feel bad for, I guess I feel bad for all of his kids maybe when they were kids, but now that they're, now that the older kids are all adults, they can just go F themselves. Is this kid still a kid? Yeah, his youngest kid, Barron, is still a kid. I think he's... 14 or 15. And I'm guessing Trump has had like little to no relationship with him his entire life. Uh, I, 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 don't, I know. don't know. But you know. It doesn't look good. I know that you went and looked for bad Trump quotes or not, not, not bad, but like funny Trump quotes, right? Yeah. But if you, honest to God, if you were like on a debate team and it was your job to show good Trump quotes, I just mm-hmm. don't know if you could even find one. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. You, you could go to speeches, but even some of the, even a lot of the speeches are, you know, they, like they might be written intelligently, but you know, the content of them. It's one thing to use words like sagacity, but it's, a, it's another to make a point to have the content of what you're saying be powerful in and of itself. It's not just the fancy yeah. words. Obama was good at that. Oh, so here's the last uh, quote yeah. I had here. A bonus quote. Why would Kim Jong-un insult me by calling me old when I would never call him short and fat? (laughs) Oh, well. Oh, well. I try so hard to be his friend and maybe someday that will happen. That was on Veterans Day 2017. Now, the first part of that I actually liked. Why would Kim Jong-un insult me by calling me old when I would... That is funny. Why that is funny. Why would never call him short and fat? Was he... He had to be self-aware that he was essentially saying a joke there, right? Or do you think he was being like clueless? Well, in looking through these quotes, I noticed several other quotes where he said, you know, he says like, look, I don't want to say what everybody's thinking here. You know, I could say a lot of horrible things about how... You're ugly and fat and yep. stupid and everybody hates you. But I'm not going to say that because be, he does that a lot. Where he, he says, I'm not going to say these awful things and names what those awful things would be. Yeah, yeah. but do you think he's self-aware of, how he, of what he does? That now? I cannot say. It, yeah. would not, it would not surprise me if nothing would surprise me. You know, Donald Trump has done so much damage to the US and the world. But I will say that it's almost worth it. Just for the fucking gifts and quotes that he has given us. If you can't laugh about it, you'll fucking kick a hole in the drywall in your house and have to explain to your family why you're patching sheetrock instead of sleeping in the middle of the night. I'm not saying that this happened in my house. Mm. But if you don't laugh, you'll do that. I'm just kidding. I really didn't want to kick a hole in the wall or anything. Or if you can't laugh like you just suggested... Maybe you'll go vote for him like Littlest Cowboy. You can if you want, I guess. But in spite of like all this information, I think it's... He wants to fuck his daughter. Not only does he want to fuck his daughter, but he said it out loud to the media. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're sick and twisted, fucking keep a secret, man. You know who I should tell the fucking disgusting, most disgustingest thing that people can imagine? A bunch of chatty Cathy's on The View. 
Just because you're a Republican doesn't mean you have to automatically vote for Trump. Let me just leave you with that. Yeah, you d- we didn't pick teams. Brandon, take us back through the top 10. Top 10 smartest presidents according to Dean Simonton mm. and compiling engineer Lib Timms. Okay. <laughs> okay. L-I-B-B is the first name, Lib, and the last name is Timms, T-H-I-M-S. Yeah, we're not buying it, Brandon. We know you made this up. <laughs> I would have given a better fake name like Pectoralis Escalante. <laughs> I don't know if that's better, honestly. Number 10, Chester Arthur. Number 9, James Garfield. Number 8, Theodore Roosevelt. 7, Woodrow Wilson. Number 6 was Jimmy Carter. Number 5, James Madison. Number 4 was Bill Clinton. Number 3, John F. Kennedy. Number 2, Thomas Jefferson. And number 1, ambitious, intellectual, and vain, John Adams. Kind of impressive that we have two living presidents here. I mean, and this is as of 06, before Obama and Trump. I have to feel like this was probably, okay, so he's in California, some hippie professor, puts this together. God. He's mad at George W. Bush for, you know, the whole Iraq war thing. And he says, you know, I'm really going to stick it to these fuckers. I'm going to put Bill Clinton and Jimmy Carter and John F. Kennedy in the top 10. Yep. So, it could have been some of that, but hey. What are you going to do? He's a professor and we're not. We're not professors. But we are the host and sidekick host of the Tennis Podcast. Hopefully, you know that by now after listening to us for the last hour something. Brandon, do you know what episode this is? The one we're recording at right now? 84. 84. I'm impressed. I didn't think you'd know that. That means that next week is episode 85. Normally, I would have a list, but next week, I'm not going to have a goddamn list. I'm going to have a list of some pretty intense questions lined up that have been submitted by our listeners. Mm-hmm. I read some of them. Don't read them. Why not? Well, okay. Read them if you want, but don't remember them. Well, how's that? That won't be hard. (laughs) Okay. So, we're going to have our fourth ever Q&A episode next week for episode 85. And in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TennisPod. That's one zero I-S-H-P-O-D. You can also check us out on TennisPod.com and you can check out our podcast network, the Blue Wire Podcast Network at bluewirepods.com. They have over 100 podcasts for you to check out there. Brandon, what should we, what other shit do you have to say? Um, nothing. Cool. I'll plug, uh, I'll plug TV. Okay. Now, do you mean <laughs> plug the TV in? No, just like TV is good. You guys. Yeah. If you're bored, watch some of it. <laughs> watch some TV, it helps. Yeah. <laughs> Big plug. Shout out to TV. Shout out to TV and TV remotes everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Just TVs? Yeah. Okay. We'll save remotes for another time. All right. That's enough of that. We want to thank you for listening and we'll see you next week for episode 85. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.